Welcome to Arc Reactions Podcast. My name is John. And I'm Larissa. And this is episode 162 covering the Eternals film. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you're new to the show, we'll be talking about things we didn't like, followed by things we did like, and finally giving the movie an overall rating. So, Larissa, why don't you start us out with something you did not like from the Eternals movie? Okay, this is kind of a weak argument, but I feel like it was really long. Like, some movies are long, and you feel like you needed more, or that it was justifiably long, like you needed all those pieces to get the storyline, but this one was long and it felt long like i feel like there were parts that probably could have been cut down or tightened up a little bit maybe i don't know how did you feel about it yeah i i 100 agree it was now i i only know this because i always have to plan my uh movie going experience around when i have to go to the bathroom so it was two and a half hours long mm-hmm. um which i think is about a half hour too long i'd like to see marvel get back to two hour movies for the most part and then maybe give us those two and a half hour movies for things like uh the avengers movies you know the the kind of culmination of an arc of stories and this one to me Seemed like it was stuck between wanting to be a movie and wanting to be a... Like a series? Uh, uh, yeah. A TV show series yes. or something that can be... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it wanted to pack a lot of stuff in there about the history of the Eternals and, and you know, introduce us to 10 new characters, which is asking a lot. Yeah, um, for sure. And and it did a really good job. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I, I, I enjoyed the movie, but yeah, I feel like it kind of was stuck in that middle ground of like too short to be uh, a Disney plus show and too long for, for a movie. I feel like, especially when, if you reduce it all down to what happened, it was world ending threat, stop world ending threat. Like, right. Several times, different places and different time periods, obviously, but yeah, kind of the same, the same, the same. So I don't know. I felt like, I could I could see this one being if it wasn't a movie, yeah, it could have been a TV show and yeah, I'm I'm made a little bit differently. I think I'm going to expand uh this this thought a little bit cuz I'm a little bit uncertain what is going. So, I think I mentioned this during one of our our previous recordings, maybe Black Widow or something. I feel like we kind of got sort of a reset button on the the mcu after endgame Mm -hmm. so we've had we've had a couple um stories that are like clearing up like loose ends you know so we had you know loki there which was well no that one kind of but also kind of progressing things but i was thinking more like falcon and winter soldier is kind of tying up loose ends with with uh with that story and then WandaVision was kind of tying up loose ends with with that story. You know, I, th- I think Loki did because there's the point where... Okay, so yeah, spoilers if you didn't watch uh, Endgame. Um, go and watch Endgame. Uh, but for Loki, there's that point where the Avengers are going back in time to go and get... I Was that one the Tesseract? Yeah, they're getting that and stone. And yeah. so there's a point where things maybe didn't quite go right or whatever and the loki that's there in that time period uh gets a hold of it and bounce uh, 
teleports. He, he I don't I don't es- know what it is. Escapes Goes, his timeline. Escapes that timeline, even though we know that in that storyline, uh, present day, uh, Thanos had killed Loki. Right in Infinity War. Right. So the movie before that, I guess. Uh, but so the the series for loki did kind of clear that up it's like well then what actually happened to that loki like is he alive or is he not alive and so i i think it tied up loose ends like you were saying right but that one also seemed like i I guess all two out of the three have have been giving us new stories like like we were we've we were introduced to agatha in in wandavision and now with disney plus day they announced she's going to have her own show um and you know they introduced us to the one who remains at the kind of like the the master of the timelines or whatever who may or may not be Kang, you know, and 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 that seemed to be building towards something in the future. Right, we're definitely getting more storylines to go new storylines to go off of. Yeah, so it seems to be there. There's a l- little bit of moving forward in in the Disney Plus shows, but a lot of like tying up loose ends. And then the couple of movies we've had kind of feel like the very beginning of the MCU to me. Like we get introduced to the new Black Widow, you know, we we get introduced to the the Eternals, and they're they're kind of standalone with little like mentions of other things here and there, like both the past, you know, all the stuff that was kind of wrapped up within game, and then also like hinting towards you know the the next group of avengers to to team up and so it's it's interesting to to me like it it feels like we kind of started over which isn't necessarily a bad thing like it's just um i feel like they're too long for that you you know i I feel like we we need we need shorter stuff to just kind of give us a taste so that when we get them in later movies so like if we don't see eternals again until the next two Avengers, years or yeah mm-hmm. you know we, we're like excited that they're back you know um or or if they do something like uh there were two iron mans before the first avengers so if we did you know an eternals 2 before we got to that avengers movie like we're excited to see them back because you know we we got that taste but i feel like we got pretty much a complete story here like yeah there's places for them to go but like i, I almost wanted it to be more of like the first Iron Man where it's, you know, just introduce us to them, you know, have a small conflict and then maybe save like the, the world ending thing that they have to solve to, for like the second, uh, I guess that movie. was like Avenger level, like, okay, save the world thing storyline, which I guess is kind of, I mean, their thing is only being involved in worldly things. If it's gonna, be that catastrophic to i mean i feel like they could have done something with like um that super deviant you know Mm, you know and have that be the big conflict yeah and and and, you know still had eternals die like we we had ajak die um Mm -hmm. icarus could have potentially died in a different way Mm -hmm. although we're not even sure he's dead right like we just saw him flying towards the sun. In theory, he was flying into the sun and was going to be dead. But we—it's comics. If you don't see it, it—it it didn't happen. Or also, even know. if it did happen, it may be undone. I can't remember if that's like 
when that scene was like cut to black if a different eternal it panned to a different eternal and like it looked like they felt something like if there's a connection between i don't i don't remember this is okay with this movie being long and it being a pretty new storyline for me anyway um other people might be more familiar with the storylines um that were in this movie I feel like I need to watch this again just so that I can pay attention to different things so I can understand it better. Like this, this is uh, confusing to me or just there's a lot of new stuff and I feel like I'm getting mixed up with what I thought I was understanding and what I was supposed to get from it. Yeah. Uh, the the other, so th- this will roll into, because I agree with your bad point, but this will roll into my bad point, which is, this movie didn't have a good... So they tried to set up a conflict between the Eternals as far as like, um, we want we want we don't want all the humans to die for this celestial to be emerge, to be born essentially. Because um, the Earth is kind of like an egg for celestials mm-hmm. or for this one celestial anyway. And when it hatches, it basically consumes everything on... It, it's it you know like an, like an egg it consumes all that stuff on the inside that if it's not fertilized you can eat like if it is fertilized it eats it and grows into small mm-hmm. or in this case full size celestial from the beginning um so they're trying to prevent earth from being destroyed by this celestial emerging and then the group they're like no our job is to uh help the celestial emerge and yes billions of people will die here but billions more will be created by the celestial and i'm thinking you're just talking about a one-for-one swap like that doesn't even those stakes don't make sense to me like it needs to be like whatever is beyond a billion trillions quadrillions you know an order of magnitude more to for that you know to be justifiable yeah to have that you know conflict of of uh of conscience as far as like do we allow it's kind of like the trolley problem if, if you're familiar with that like do you kill the one person or do you kill the many people? Right. Philosophy, yeah. which, yeah. Do you yeah. pull the lever or do you let it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so, like, the ones arguing for letting the celestial emerge are like, well, all these people die, but uh, a whole bunch more will be created. But they, they, their sense of scale just seemed off to me because they kept saying billions. And I'm like, there's billions here. Like, it, it that that scale doesn't make sense to me. I think they were trying to say, like, It'll create multiple worlds with billions, billions of people. But then the question I have is, are they also basically celestial eggs? So, like, are they also going to die to birth a celestial and the cycle will continue? Or Well, that was the thing. Like, I think for some of them that were like, it doesn't even matter because we're going to live on. Like, unless you care about the people on Earth, like, it doesn't matter because you're still going to survive. We always survive. It like, it's part of what we are right like you you we we have the ability to start over so like you're not even going to remember any of this and like we're not going to be fighting like we're just going to keep doing what we're doing yeah that that's the other weird thing too is like we got that the kind of the um uh information dump from uh asherum Mm -hmm. the the celestial that that created the Eternals. The, like, main one in the start, yeah. Yeah, the the red celestial, because it was, like, a gold or a silver one that was hatching out of out Yeah, of I think it was gold, yeah. Um, 
anyway, he, he gives you kind of the backstory of like, oh, I created the Eternals and or first I created the Deviants and they got out of control. So then I created the Eternals to take See? care of the Deviants. Mm-hmm. And then like this has happened many times before, kind of like the, the I think it's Matrix 2 when um, the Merovingian is, is talking to Neo and he, he's like, you're just one, uh, you're just the this this version's, you know, hero or whatever. This has happened 17 times before you and will happen again after you kind of that kind of speech um and uh he's talking about how their memories get taken from them and put into like an archive Mm -hmm. so like even though they're going to live on i got the impression like they're basically going to be reset and not remember anything so like that was also not a great argument to get them to like continue the process of like if you let the celestial emerge you basically get Get, have to start over you might be put on a different team you may not be with these same eternals we don't even know like if it's the same group every single time or if it's like oh this planet's uh environment calls for this type of power and this one and this one and this one so it's a d- group of 10 different celestials or one of the same or sorry eternals or one of the same ones and nine other ones because of the makeup of that planet like it it seemed like a weird argument to have of like you get to live on but you don't get to remember anything but please help you know help this happen so that you know you can continue on it's like but if we stop it we can continue living here with the memories we have protecting the the people of this planet like that seemed like a more uh valid argument to me i guess so kind of to go off of that like we don't know there were like maybe hints based on what people said about this happening over and over again like it happens the same way every time or whatever like sprite was saying um she's always the one to bring down cersei or something there's some kind of line about that um which makes me think like yeah maybe maybe this is what always happens like cersei always comes to this realization or whatever but then the difference was that ajak well, Ajak obviously doesn't die every time. Like, I think she died this one time. The thing I got from the Ajak portion of it, because Ajak knew what was going to happen. Like, that was like the, she was the prime uh, eternal. Eternal, right. Um, and she happened to tell uh, Icarus. Icarus. Right. So this is probably the first time, like, that set of events is happening. But I wonder if it maybe would have been more effective well, uh, if they showed like snippets of what happened like a previous planet yeah like to show like yeah whether it is this same group of 10 that are always all together or like does it get mixed up like is ashram trying to find like the most i don't prime or like the best way to get the planet evolved and like the most efficient right yeah yeah efficient yeah like have um evolution happen the fastest possible where people um are um progressing like technologies and all that stuff so like more people are alive in a shorter period of time so you can birth or not birth uh emerge Emerge the celestial celestial. i think birth is yeah yeah so like having enough people energy to have the celestial um be born basically um so i don't know if yeah he's like pairing up like different um personalities or like different abilities of the eternals or if it's these set of 10 every time and there's copies of these 10 like everywhere well obviously not because aries came at the 
um at in the first uh post credit scene right yeah so like there's obviously like a different eternal and we don't know like yeah like is he does he have a, a separate set of like nine more people or is it less eternals and yeah is that again is it to like figure out like what's the best combination or i don't know that's why i feel like maybe having a scene like that might have been effective in like showing us like how it's been done like i feel like all they did like we said earlier was different area uh different place and time and showing like a big battle right they they showed us multiple times in history where the deviants attacked humans and they had to protect them that and or like it's a big like historical event or something Mm -hmm. and like they're struggling with like saving people and like stopping people from dying which also would progress their cause but then at the same time like they were saying how like the fights need to have or the wars need to happen because that also progresses like technology and like developing life-saving medicines or like that sort of thing to also help people live longer yeah that was confusing because there uh so there multiple things let me let me me go back to the the first one which is uh ajak so um ajak made a choice this time that she had never done before. So I that got the different. I got the impression that um, she lives through, or she remembers through multiple iterations of this, but no one else does. I think she's the only one. Yes. Which makes me think that like, there's something different about being prime eternal or well, he, there's that hers little, just never, oh, the sphere thing. The sphere in the neck, yeah. I don't know if that has so, anything to do with it. Like, other, for the most part, it just let them communicate with Asherim and sort of on his schedule. Because I remember when Cersei got it, she was having trouble like, like activating to, it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if it's that or if that's just a title. Like, oh, you're the boss, you're the leader, you're the captain, whatever. Or if, yeah, something about that. But she seems to remember, and she also doesn't have that thing that Thena had, the the Yeah, mad, the madness. Yeah, that was interesting because I was just thinking that too of like, wouldn't the Prime Eternal, because their memory never gets reset, like be prone, more prone to that uh, madness that we saw Athena have. And I, I think the explanation for Athena was they messed up when they Wiping wiped her last the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was that was the first point. Is like that to me says that she's the only one who knew about anything in the past. So that line you're talking about with Sprite, where she says something about always having to stop uh, something. Thirsty. That confused me because, to my knowledge, only Ajax had any knowledge of past iterations. So I was confused by that line because it didn't seem like, except for maybe Thena because of the madness. So maybe, so everyone's memory gets wiped at the start of a new planet that they're going to be on? That's what it sounded like to me. Okay. Um, uh, So speaking of... Uh, we were you were talking about how like it'd be helpful to see a previous incarnation um, or at least flashbacks to pieces of a previous incarnation that's where I feel like if they had made this a Disney plus show they could expand it to a full you know six issues eight ish or episodes or eight episodes however long they wanted to to make it because you could do that you could be like okay so here here's the earth story and here's a point where it's useful to show like a previous iteration to Some you know other pick another planet, uh, Asgard or something. Yeah. yeah, 
And so then you can have a whole like episode or whatever going through the important parts of that iteration that you that need that help you understand more what's going on in on Earth. So the other thing I just thought of was did they ever show Thena's vision or flash whatever she could see when her eyes would go like cloudy and she's like the 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 mat the the memories the old memories i want to say there was sounds like kind of echoey voices at one point i know there was when she's uh like sitting underneath a tree and she's like drawing yeah i think that might be the only visuals we got would be her drawings okay um and I could be wrong about the the echoes and uh, so echoey sounds. That could have also been a way to show us, like if if they show it like a flashback or like a nightmare or something to let us know, like oh, because they already straight up told us, like oh, it's the like old memories, or they oh, we think that yeah, something went wrong when they were wiping her memory that they could have easily shown us, and that could have been the way they show us the like what they did in the past or whatever because to me it just sounded like foreshadowing or like she to me it looked more like oh she could see into the future like oh we're all gonna die it doesn't even matter like everyone's gonna die you're gonna die i'm gonna die or whatever i don't know how you took that when you first saw it a few times of her going through it i didn't know what was going on at at first and then i realized later like this is I was disappointed by that because I I really wanted to see Icarus and Thena like throw down and I I, I we they we kind of did. did but there was always this like you know underlying thing of like is she going to turn on the others you know and and we saw like when they kind of started to to split apart like Gilgamesh went with her because he was kind of the only one who could withstand one of her episodes and then like bring her back you know, mm-hmm. to, to live uh, peacefully or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a third thing from whatever you said before that now I've, I've lost, but um, it, it's okay. It'll, it'll either come back to me or, or, or it won't. But yeah, like that would have been another way to do it. I think, yeah, too, is use Thena's condition as kind of a... It could have um, just been one of the times because it happened yeah. multiple times. Like, I don't know. I just the thought, like that's all i saw from it like to me the first few times i was like oh she can like see the future somehow yeah yeah i i didn't get that but i i can see from you know how you might interpret it that way because of the like doom and gloom stuff she was saying like it kind of makes sense when you get towards the end and it's like yeah celestial emerges do all the eternals die i mean that we didn't know until right at the end of the movie what happened we also again we also never saw it like what happens all we got was like that brief explanation of oh like when the uni mine happens or like when the celestial emerges like it connects all of us and like but we never see yeah like what happens it connects all of them and then like what happens to their bodies like do they just all like does the celestial just like bring them all to the to another planet so they can get that one started and birth a new celestial or like we never see any of that i mean we got such little insight into the celestials themselves like ashram and the the baby celestial are like the only two we hear anything at all about 
and Ashram says he created the Eternals. So like what that made me wonder is like, is he the um, like child care for the rest of the celestials? Like he monitors all the eggs and makes sure that they emerge and like the other celestials are off doing other celestial stuff. And like, it's just all on him. Is that why like he created all the Eternals and the deviants and all this, or do the other celestials do something similar and it just goes by a different name and we don't hear about it because it's not relevant to the Marvel universe in, in, in general. Like that was, those are the questions I had about when that explanation was given to us from, uh, Asherum was was like, oh, do you do this for everybody or just for yourself? Kind of kind of thing, and uh, obviously we didn't get that answer. But it's also not really relevant to the story they were telling, so I can see why they they didn't expand on it. But again, something that pot- potentially, um, if they had done a, a series or they choose in the next film or or a future series to delve into, it might be interesting. Um, the only other in the MCU, the only other thing I know of that involved Celestials was the the base in um, the first Guardians, and I don't remember maybe the second one called Nowhere, and mm. that was the the head of a dead Celestial. So like they on were, a planet or just it was kind of it's like a my, planet. It is the location. Oh. So like you, they would fly the ship inside the 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 like partially exploded or whatever head of the celestial and then there was like buildings or or moorings or something like it was like a space station inside like yeah inside it huh Um, i'm gonna have to rewatch. like you don't get much uh it just says like nowhere like and then i think underneath it it says like the head of a dead celestial or something like that like it's just kind of background or like interesting trivia at that point but now that we've seen Celestials, it kind of adds a new element to it. Um, but I'm, I'm ready to move on to good things if sure. you are. Um, go ahead and, and start with a, with a good thing. Okay. So I thought this movie, this movie excuse me, was extremely beautiful. Like the graphics are just amazing. I really, really, really like the aesthetic of like... I don't know, like the line work, I guess. So like when Athena is mm, trying to make a, a weapon materialize, I guess. I don't know what a better way to put that. But um, all of these, this like gold line work, just the different patterns of, you know, kind of swirls and circles and lines and stuff. I, just, I don't know. It's it's really mesmerizing. Like the the end credits kind of had that on all the artifacts and I just it's really pretty to to look at and I think in watching this for the first time it that was that occupied a lot of my 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 time and my energy of like watching just how pretty everything was um you know while still paying attention to the storyline and stuff but like yeah it's just really great to look at yeah, to to be, I agree. To piggyback off of that, I thought the um, costumes, like I don't really know what to call them. It was kind of their clothing armor. for the longest time. It was sort of armor, but didn't really seem to provide any functionality. But not really, yeah. Um, and it, so I, I'm just kind of say kind of their their clothing Outfit. for most of the the historical stuff because when we got to present, they were wearing like regular clothes for the most part. But you know, in all the the old. Uh, 
scenes like in Babylon and Tenochtitlan and uh, wherever else they they took us in the past. Um, they all they all had a a kind of a distinct color and style, you know. So like Cersei mm-hmm. was green um, and looked very um, uh, Asian uh, design to me, or I I, I felt it was. Um, and then Icarus was the dark dark blue, and Kingo the purple, and um, Macari I think was red. Fest Faustus was like a yellow or a brown, something like that. And then I can't remember beyond that. But Athena like Athena had a white. Oh yeah, hers was um, white mm-hmm. outfit. Uh, I don't remember Druig. I think was one of the other ones or Ajax. Black. Yeah, maybe his was Druig's black. one was pretty dark. I think mm-hmm. silver and black maybe. And then Ajax and who am I leaving out? I don't remember. I think Ajax had kind of a brighter, bold color, maybe blue. Like a lighter a blue? dark, no. Oh, uh, like Icarus's was real dark, I thought. Hmm. Maybe I'm not remembering. Yeah, anyway, I, I thought every every design that they did for the film was very ornate and uh, and very colorful and... The way they put the armor on, I thought, was really, really cool. And that was, like, right up in the beginning of the movie. Like, they all kind of, like, back up against the wall of the ship, like, in that kind of circular room. And then, like, these gold, like, lines just kind of hug their body. And all those, like, circular patterns, like, come and, like, start... I don't... Not making the armor, but, like, basically outfitting them. And I don't know. It just... It looks so cool. I would assume it's making the armor because uh, Fa- Faustus was that was kind of his lab too, I think. And um, you you would see him like designing stuff there, and then I mean the first couple times we see it, they basically talk him out of it, um, uh, and then he's building something. I think it's for the Unimind, the bracelets or something. Uh, or something yeah the bracelets yeah and icarus comes in and attacks him and when he shoots the what it looks like a heads-up display thing like pieces go flying so that room seems to in addition to just like visualizing things could also create them so i yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that was that those stations on the wall were there and then they back up to it and it creates their their armor or their costume or whatever and then yeah everyone manifest the eternal power differently so like you know um icarus and and kingo were the projectiles so icarus had like the laser eyes and then kingo had like the little blast balls or bolts or or whatever and then you know fastest with his tech and he could do whatever like he could have projectiles too um like we saw in the last fight scene like a lot of that yeah, but it wasn't energy as much as it was Item. items. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like he threw like a, a disc or something mm-hmm. or a ball or, or or something. Yeah, um, and then yeah, Athena obviously with with the the manifested uh, melee weaponry and shields. And yes. Stuff. Yeah, and then of course you had the less uh, obvious, the less showy, obvious. Uh, manifestations because you had speed and you had mind control those didn't really make a something that came you know into being or 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 anything but Mm -hmm. yeah the 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 visuals of of this were 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 very stunning i i agree um i 
to are you more or or move on? No, yeah, you okay. can go on. Um, I really liked the personalities, um, particularly uh, Faustus and Kingo. I thought those were the kind of the best personality wise, um, as far as like you know, Kingo is this like cocky, uh, flamboyant kind of you know he he became a an actor and a producer and everything like he's very showy in everything that that he's doing and then you had kind of cynical but also um really wanting to help people in in Festus like that was an interesting balance cuz like for the longest time he was like I really want to help but then it was being like held back by everybody and then at a certain point he just kind of He's like, no, I, I have a family. Like, I don't want to be involved. Like, I don't know. It, it, it was interesting to see the, the character growth, but then also those, those two personalities just kind of shown above the others for me. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. With Kingo, I think that's a, okay. So I know we like kind of just quickly did a little tiny read up and I noticed that for Kingo I think that character originally was supposed to be or have more like a sword so maybe closer to Athena and maybe more of like a Japanese or like a samurai background um but like for the character we got like yeah it was uh like energy projectiles um very much reminded me of um like street fighter like ryu or ken with like the energy i was um, thinking more the the palm blast from iron man yeah yeah and then like a big blast well he could yeah or like the chest blast or charged up palm right blast. like charging yeah. something up yeah yeah i could see that too um or I, so i think uh fastos faustus yeah fastus um kind of also reminded me of iron man because the like developing technology and uh even just the way he would develop them kind of the uh like a 3d project projection of it but like he's actually manipulating stuff that can materialize um reminded me very much of the scenes in iron man and um him developing yeah when he's working with um, his suits i guess yeah it, when he's working to develop the the ones at his house um yes that's what i mean in the house not the, like the first one where he's in the cave right right yeah. that's a lot more hands-on but right. once he can he has access to jarvis and his and his computers and stuff yeah he does that like flick and make a 3d the wrist and his fingers and yeah. like turn something or mm -hmm. like expand it and like really look inside of it and manipulate the pieces like i thought that was like really really outstanding and very cool um but anyway getting back to it yeah so kingo yeah kind of reminded me of that and um i did like what they did with the storyline like even if it's not whatever it might have been in the comic books um i thought it worked really well i thought the like wanting to be close to the people and like tell everybody their story or like he was really inspired by Sprite's storytelling, um, which I know we haven't talked about Sprite yet, but I thought the storytelling was really, really cool. Like all the manifestations of, um, and what, what was it like? She could do kind of illusions. Illusion. 
Yeah, of of whatever it seemed like, you know, um, kind of like Cersei could turn any inanimate object into some other some other animate object. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I I guess Kingo was inspired and really missed that, and that's what got him into like the film industry. Is I think how I understand. His yeah, that was line. that was his explanation, and I I think I thought that was really clever way to like explain you know, what, what they wanted to do with, I, I think a lot of that stems from it being Kamel Nanjiani, the actor uh, p- portraying Kingo. Cause like you said, in the comics, it's like a samurai character, but you know, Kamel is Pakistani. Like it would make sense for him to go to that area of the world, you know, when, once they kind of all broke up because, you know, he can fit in and then, yeah, the explanation of why he chose to be an actor and producer over several generations is because he missed what Sprite would, would do when they were all together, you know, entertaining the folks in Babylon. I think I think that was Babylon where we really saw her, like, entertaining with the, the um, explosions. The and, illusions yeah. and stuff. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really like that, that explanation as well. And, and, I I agree with with what you said like that they're modernizing of these classic characters to fit, you know, the actors and and the situation. I th- I think they did a really good job. Like, I thought that worked really well. Mm-hmm. And not knowing what those characters were in the comics I think helps in that aspect cuz you're not like, oh, they changed that. You're like, oh, that makes great sense, you know. Yeah, like not knowing anything about these characters in the comics I think is actually a kind of a benefit in in my case for this because like i'm not upset by any of those kinds of choices or like feeling like oh but like i'm missing that big plot point of that character or something like i I thought it worked really well um and with fasto fastos fastest i think it's fastest okay um i just like that character in general um so i work in the like tech industry and I just coming like him being able to like come up with that stuff and just um but then like feel held back and stuff and he's just like all right well here's a here here's a plow and they're like yeah that's great because like it's it's that season they're probably gonna need to use that like that's great anyway like and to try to make them feel better like this is perfect for what they need um I don't know I just really felt that character um and I just, I, I like that he was always so excited about um, what he was creating. And like, you could really feel that, like, how torn he was when it's like, okay, so, well, what can I give them if, like, I can't give them, like, the latest and greatest thing that I could think of to, like, really help them be more efficient or whatever? Yeah, that, I, I probably sh- should have mentioned this in the bad things, but that, that, like, do not interfere unless it's a deviant that just didn't didn't sit well with me because yeah like i i identified with with fastest the the most as well just because of that like i can help these people i i can make this easier for them and then they will you know prosper more and grow and you know fulfill our our purpose here but then constantly being like held back because they were told you know only interfere if it's if it's a deviant you know like they have to evolve on their own and it, 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 but and then also Druig's situation where it's like they're killing each other. I can put a stop to this, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, 
I, I think you're supposed to identify with feel that. Like you're like, that. and feel yeah. like, you know, on the side of like, please do help, fastest. you yeah. know, and, 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 well, and fastest, like he obviously like feels bad when like the technologies are not used the way he intended it. Like, okay. So like, I think they, didn't they pan to him at Hiroshima Yeah, in Japan? Yeah. So, uh, 45 and basically the bomb had just been dropped, I think. Um, so it's like a, big wasteland basically or everything's like destroyed um but obviously that's not i don't know how he presented whatever he did at that time or before that but like he's trying to help and like i'm I, yeah okay so i don't know if this is part of the bad part but i don't know at what point them help the eternals helping in quotes right is actually also progressing the the whatever yeah, yeah that's the part that confused keeping me keeping people alive or like making more people energies yeah that's what confused me because it's like don't help them but keep them alive yeah but don't help them yeah that that that's more of the for me the the confusion part of because we didn't get any story. we didn't get any kind of explanation about like oh like when you guys interfere they develop in this way and it, it like kind of like the equivalent of um if you feed someone you know fruits and vegetables and, and you know and and healthy food like they grow up big and strong but if you feed them nothing but twinkies and and you know donuts and stuff like they're not going to do so well because you know that that's not that food doesn't really help you. Yeah. It'll give you some energy, but overall it's, it's actually hurting your body. Like there was no explanation or anything like that of like, Oh, if you progress them faster, it's like feeding the celestial Twinkies, you know, versus right. Like, does it just matter? Like population total, like, you know, like just have a lot of people present at some given amount of time so that, there's enough energy for the celestial to emerge or like no they have to be whatever oh okay we also they kept emphasizing or I, at least i think anyway progression and like I, like i feel like the not technologies but the civilization i guess progressing did they maybe i'm misremembering no i mean i feel i feel like that goes hand in hand with what fastest was trying to do which is why i was confused because wouldn't wouldn't that be the them? very yeah. thing to help them yeah yeah that right Progress the fastest and and then it doesn't okay it also does it even matter like who at that point like whether it's one person or like people's like taking over the world or whatever right because all these wars are happening but like does it really just matter total population? Right. I, I feel like there's a number of factors we could identify here that are just like, what does this I mean? I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. If the entire world was, um, I don't know, uh, from the middle, middle East, you know, so they're, they're, um, Arabic or, or whatever, whatever, like, is that a problem? Does it need to be, their Even portion and yeah. Europeans a portion and Native Americans a portion. Does it need to be like as even as possible? And that's why the celestial emerges. It has to be like populate total population and like a wide variety. Like there is no explanation for that. Um, I know this straight really far from um, your, yeah. the two characters, but yeah. So I 
really did like those two characters as well. Yeah, and I think it, expanding from that a little bit, like I really enjoyed the family that Fastus had, and then like also his like trying to hide a bunch of stuff from the ten year old son, and I forget who who was there with him, and but she's like he's ten, he's not an idiot, like. you're you're not this is not working fastest or i think what was it like right when they got there oh these are my buddies from college that (laughs) was like like, everybody's you're you're yeah it was oh yeah from uni oh yeah from college um but yeah his, uh, his kid is just like oh i saw you on tv like no no like yeah you were uh shooting laser beams out of your eyes like clearly this kid knows he saw you on tv (laughs) like there's no denying it like yeah yeah you were flying around oh and you were there too (laughs) it's like the wizard of oz and you were there and you were there um but just to expand that i think where everyone ended up in present day was was also interesting. Like they, they put a lot of thought into it. So, you know, like Gilgamesh and Thena kind of went off to live on their own. Same with Ajax. Um, those kind of, I guess, got the least amount of development, I, I would say. But then you had, you know, Cersei as like a archaeologist and, you know, and has a, a human boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know, and you get that the slowly through the film that, you know, her and, and Icarus were an item, but then split up. And and then, you know, you have uh, Kingo obviously doing the, the movie the thing. Film. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sprite kind of tagging along with Cersei. That was kind of the saddest one. Like, her her story was, was pretty sad. Like, she was, she had the, the Pinocchio story, kind of, like. Or Peter Pan. Well, that was the analogy with. Or that's the analogy Kingo gave. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking more like Pinocchio, where it's like. I want to be what I am not. Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. Pinocchio wants to be a real boy and Sprite wanted to be an adult mm-hmm. and like perpetually stuck as a... Why am I made this way? Yeah. Like if I could have been made however or whatever, like why wasn't I made also as an adult where everybody else who is with me or my family is all that. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't... I thought the... The bringing everyone back together and seeing like kind of a snippet of everybody's life was was pretty cool and and interesting. Like, was Makari on the ship the whole time? Yeah, that one was kind of sad too. Like, there with a bunch of books, and it looked like she could finish a book in like thirty seconds. Yeah, it's like that book that room would have she'd be done with that room in like a day. <laughs> also, I think just being able to turn the pages fast. That means that implied that she could like read and comprehend at that speed as well. Yeah, that that's the thing with speed characters is there there is also an added implication that you, their you cognitive processing fast. Ha- is faster because at a certain speed, if you can't identify and process what's in front of you, you're just going to run into things. You know, like if right. you can't, like you may be fast enough to move around it but if you can't tell what it is and if you need to like you're just going to plow through or into everything so yeah the the speed characters have to have like increased process like brain function as well yeah which i guess must have been because when she was running around to find the site of 
where where the emerged the emergency so, so mm-hmm. yeah would would be uh it seemed like she was processing the different places so must be i don't know just the thought that occurred to me while i was recalling that scene of flipping through the book really really quickly yeah i i i, I think that's a required scene for any speedster i think the flash has had that where it's like oh i need to know something let me flip through this book real quick um short circuit has that if you remember did you ever see that movie so it's a it's a robot and uh he goes into a bookstore and yeah just picks up a book and does that like really quick flip through the book and like completely reads the book in like five seconds so i don't know i was i like that trope oh okay before we move away from this character um makari I do like that um, all the characters uh, used some kind of sign language, but also spoke uh, what they were signing. Um, I thought that was a really nice touch to, so so that we knew what they were saying, but also like who they were communicating to. Like that helped me know, like okay, they're specifically communicating with Makari. I I don't know. I, yeah, I th- I think I saw a tweet. Uh, it's probably from Kumail about like they had a uh, someone who knew sign language like on retainer for the film because I th- I think the tweet was something like oh late at night we'd we'd text this person like oh how do I say this you know kind of kind of thing. So it sounds like um, I mean it's been a long time since I took sign language in like elementary school, but it sounds like they were actually doing ASL um, you know correctly uh, a- as well as as you know saying it for the hearing folks benefit who can't read asl um so yeah that was cool like yeah i, I like the I, I to to piggyback off of that you uh we were talking earlier and you said something about each character having an accent and how that was sometimes difficult for you to process what, what oh they were yeah saying. i was talking to my housemate because he hadn't watched the movie yet and i just mentioned that for for me personally like um it takes me a little bit longer to comprehend. And since this is the first time I'm watching the movie, like I'm trying to pay attention to like a lot of different things. So like what's going on in the scene, what the character's saying, the other person that's talking. And like, so for me, I'm like a little bit delayed in like comprehending like what the person just said. And I noticed in this movie, like there's a lot of, um, incorporation of like just a lot of different backgrounds um and accents so for me it just it took a little bit longer and it's one of the movies that for me um are actually just like in life in general i've noticed i like watching movies and shows with the subtitles on because i might be half paying attention to like one thing and then i'm like oh that's what they said so um i don't know for me it's just helpful so i think this movie i'd I'd really like to watch it with subtitles on and see if I pick up more of what I thought I heard somebody say. Yeah. um, What I was uh, leading to there is that I think they let the actors use more of their natural um, accents. So the Druid character uh, that I think that was like a British or, or Scottish or somewhere over in that region accent. And I think Icarus was similar, but not the same. I think I heard an Irish yeah, accent at one point Irish. from somebody. Mm. 
Um, and yeah. obviously, Kamal, like said, is Pakistani, so he had a, a, a bit of a, an accent to his his uh, dialect Dr. as well. Um, Karun obviously had the strongest accent, I would say, of, of any of them. And then the Makari character, that actress is deaf, so that that's why they signed with that character is because the the actress was was deaf so like i i did enjoy that they like let the the actor's natural background shine through in in the characters and didn't you know force them into a specific accent or or anything and so just even more like it's visually diverse but also audibly diverse and you know i i really like that about this film though like i thought or i think that's a strong point like having all these different backgrounds like i don't know if again i never read the comics to know like what it was originally intended to to be like the person's background or their abilities or any of that kind of stuff but i thought the way that it was presented in this film was really well done yeah, I mean, I haven't read any of the comics either, but it's it's created by Jack Kirby, who's a you know Jewish man from New York City. So I'm guessing there's not a lot of uh, around the world diversity in those characters. But I could be wrong. I think we were reading Kingo was from was a samurai character, so maybe it, maybe he did uh, do that in there, and I I just don't know. But yeah, it was definitely nice to see the variety of uh actors actresses you know accents backgrounds that sort of thing and it made sense for you know they all split up and went to various places around the world kind of to keep an eye out for the if any deviants came back so it made makes sense that they would kind of adapt to the area they're in uh as kind of a character explanation for the actors background i know there was a point where somebody said like oh like that was a mistake we should have all stayed together and that kind of makes me wonder where would they stay because if they need to make sure there's no deviance like or is it that they're so fast that they can meet up again no matter where or or deploy to like around the world that i mean they had a ship doesn't matter yeah and makari basically ran the the entire world or a good chunk of it trying to find the emergent spot so i feel like they they and they always seem to find them in the past the deviants so i i I feel like that wouldn't be an issue just like going together yeah okay yeah Okay, I'm ready to wrap up if yep. you are. So uh, I'll start with final thoughts. So I really did enjoy this movie. I went in with literally no background and no expect expectations. And I was, other than it being too long, which, you know, we, mm-hmm. we talked about, I think it, I think it was right in the middle of what I wanted, either a shorter movie or a longer series. And I think I would have been happy with either one because I I could spend a lot more time with these characters. I think they did an incredible job of, of bringing all of them to light and making you care about almost all of them. I feel like we didn't get enough Ajax to really have an opinion one way or the other on, on her, but the other nine, like I, I could watch Icarus more of any just of them. reminds me of uh, you're you're like the leader that has the laser eye ability. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's I know, a little that, boring. That, uh, it's kind of basic <laughs> or just 
not exciting to me. I I feel like though, if you get more time with him, you can find a way to to make it that way. And uh, like the yo the, classic pretty boy leader. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what this was or like, I don't know. Even though he was never the leader. Yeah. <laughs> he was like the de facto, but not really the kind leader. Kind of the leader. Yeah. Other people acknowledged him as the leader. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I I really I enjoyed the movie. I think it I think it set up a lot of stuff that hopefully we'll get to see more of, you know, going forward. I know there's uh, Guardians 3. I wouldn't be surprised if it touches on celestials and eternals in, in some form or fashion i'll have to go back to that one you mentioned to, i think it's the I first guardians see it. yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm i'm excited with with the stuff they have uh put in place i i i'm excited for more eternal stories i i want to see more of these characters um i'm going to give it eight spare uh cameras carried around by karun <laughs> out of ten how many do you have yeah, that was that was great. Um so yeah, I I agree about the it being just a little bit on the long side. Um and I do enjoy long movies. It's just this one maybe it wasn't in the right places or like there's other things I would have rather have seen rather than maybe everything that was shown. Um I do really enjoy having been exposed to like all these different characters. Um, I know we didn't really go into too much detail with um, some of the other ones, um, but I did think they were very cool. Um, I know we didn't really talk about Gilgamesh, but you know, kind of reminds me of your typical like tank or your fighter, you know? Um, And not, not too much uh, like, visuals around that character like it was mostly around the hands but still i think that was pretty cool i think they did a pretty good job of making a making a punch more visual like it's kind of hard to improve on a punch and i feel like they've managed to yeah like and it was mostly the hand like it wasn't there wasn't like kicking or anything for that character i think it was mostly like yeah, I mean, I don't see why he couldn't have used his feet, but he just chose but not But it was to. mostly, yeah. But, like, I thought it was, like, they did a good job of having the, I don't know what it is, the gold stuff, like, kind of disappear, but, like, uh, come back on when you needed it. And, like, I feel like it always looked a little different for all the characters, like, as they did something else or like we're using it in another battle we didn't even talk about that but like the battle scenes like obviously those were like super cool as well um which is always um a pretty exciting thing for me um and and like all the weaponry i usually talk about that like obviously it looked cool um everyone's stuff looked cool um we didn't really talk about Druig, but um I mean, they did what they could. I feel like because mind control, like yeah, his I don't know is how more else you of, show that. Yeah, his is more of a, the, a the philosophical eyes kind of get. Oh yeah, right. That there's not and talking much, through someone. Yeah. yeah. So I I think they did well for like having to show something that's kind of hard to show show and people. Um, I thought Sprite's ability was actually really cool. Um, We got to see it a few times. I think more of Sprite's would have been cool. Um, 
in battle anyway, because I think we mostly saw it as... Um, it was more avoiding things. Like, there was the time at the bar where she character. was uh, making herself look different and older. And then, yeah, then when you get out into the street a little bit later and from there that scene, fight. it's avoiding that one uh, deviant in the street. And, yeah. Helping it, your teammates hide right. amongst... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought Makari's, uh, okay, the, the fight scene with Makari against Icarus, I thought that was, like, really cool. Um, even fastest, uh, the, the technologies he was using to, like, suppress Icarus's, um, laser eye stuff, like, that was really cool as well. Um, but anyway, so, um, with all of that, I think I'm gonna give this, um, Eight movies starring Kingo and his uh, quote-unquote ancestors. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was a great explanation. Uh, what was it? His great-great-grandfather and his uh, great-grandfather, grandfather, father, and then finally himself. So, yeah. I mean, I wonder how many people saw through that aside from um, Kron. I... I- I mean, I would assume that at some point he'd have to stop and like lay low for a little bit, a while, and then <laughs> have the sun, the sun, the next generation emerge. And I'm sure you know it was easier in older generations than modern times. So, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was fun. All right. Uh, what did you guys think? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Uh, you can send us your thoughts at arcreactionspod at gmail.com if you want to email them to us. You can also leave them at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash arcreactionspodcast. You can tweet them at us at arcreactionspod, and you can leave them on our Tumblr at arcreactionspodcast.tumblr.com. You can find the show on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and more. Once again, a big thank you to Packy for intro and outro music. We love that guy. And join us in the new year, I'm not sure what date yet, um, for Spider-Man No Way Home. Thanks for listening. This has been a Cat Interrupted Production.